You are listening to the Good Day Wellness Podcast, a podcast dedicated to boosting your mood. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I'm here to support you on the way to calming your mind and nourishing all aspects of your life. Together, we can bridge the connection between body and mind and make every day a good day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Day Wellness Podcast. On today's bonus episode, I am joined by weight loss and nutrition expert, Lucinda, or as we all know her from the socials, Cinda Fit Nutrition. Lucinda is a paramedic turned nutritionist and coach who specializes in sustainable weight loss, helping women to lose fat and feel confident without the restriction. As we near the end of the year and all those New Year's resolutions start popping up, I think it's super important to discuss sustainable weight loss and avoiding fad diets so you can feel your absolute best with none other than Lucinda. So welcome. Yeah, hello everyone. I'm so happy to be here. This is going to be great. I've been wanting to do a weight loss episode for a while now and I just was like, nah, I need to get Lucinda on for this one. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Break down some fads. <laughs> Oh, let's do it. Before we get into the weight loss stuff, though, I need to ask, what is one thing you do every single day to boost your mood? Um, absolutely move my body. Um, I feel like that's that one opportunity just to switch off, get some fresh air and, um, yeah. yeah, just feel like fresh again. But also volume food, I think, is really important for me yeah. just to get them nutrients in and just feel alive. Absolutely. Nutrition and, and movement are just so crucial when it comes to your mood. So that's Absolutely. perfect. Now let's get into the episode, which I'm really excited about. Now it's all about weight loss today. But before we get into the topic, I thought it would be great to break down a bit of the stigma that has built up around the word weight loss. I find that because of the body love movement on social media, which is amazing, by the way, a lot of people have, however, unfortunately gotten the term weight loss and wanting to lose weight confused with not loving the skin they're in. And I think that is so far from the truth. So saying, you know, I want to lose weight because, you know, I know that it's going to make me feel better and I'm going to have better health results because of it. Is not a bad thing. It's such a positive, body loving thing to do. So, as a nutritionist that focuses on sustainable weight loss, can you give us your thoughts on this and, you know, how you help people break down that difference? Absolutely. And I think the real key is with weight loss, like it needs to be sustainable to be successful. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely, yeah. if we're looking at a long run sort of picture. Um, of course, like, you know, you're going to, to lose some body weight taking some yeah. some pills or, or some quick shakes, etc. However, if it's going to be regained, then I think the question becomes, you know, almost what what's the point of putting your body through that for that quick result that you're not able to maintain? So I think it all comes back, if we're looking at sustainable weight loss, to the habits that we can maintain for the ongoing future. And obviously within that, I think one of the key phrases I, I really work on with my clients is habits, like they're not a finish line that we're one day going to cross. They're, they're a lifestyle that we're going to be able to live ongoing. And mm. I think that's probably the real difference. And anyone looking mm. to jump into something, probably the question that they look to ask themselves, is this something I can maintain for the ongoing future or is this a finish line case that 
I'm going to have to stop doing this because it's not maintainable. Yeah, I love that you kind of explain that because one thing that I also do is I'm very big on habits and routine. And I think mm. for anything sustainable, that is the key because mm. you you want to optimize your day. You want to optimize your routine to make you feel amazing and in turn is going to come, you know, better results with your health no matter what that is, whether that's weight loss or muscle gain or whatever that may be. And I think you know, the term weight loss, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to lose five kilos. People automatically think, oh my God, no, you don't need to lose weight. You, you should love the skin you're in. And it's like, well, I do love the skin I'm in. And that's why I'm adopting a healthier routine and a healthier lifestyle because it's going to make me feel better. And I yes. think, you know, a lot of people, I don't know about you, but when I see clients in clinic, they start with the goal of weight loss. Mm -hmm. And then as they adopt these healthy routines and this new healthy lifestyle, they realize that it's not so much about moving the weight. It's more so about, oh my God, my energy is so much better. I'm and, able and to do I things. I think a little bit part of that is the, the weight loss mm. I always say to my clients and quite quickly early on, like when I'm, you know, talking to a new client before we would look to do work together, um, the, the weight loss is the byproduct. Okay. Yeah. So the weight loss yeah. is the byproduct of the lifestyle that you live. But I think where people get confused is they primarily jump into something just for weight loss focus. Yeah. That's almost near mm. never going to be successful because it's the lifestyle that creates the weight loss to maintain that result ongoing. And, and that's the real key, I think, in that. So I guess you've kind of explained my next question, but if you could summarize, what is sustainable weight loss? So I think at the end of the day with this one, it's being able to shape your nutrition around your lifestyle, okay? So mm -hmm. not the other way around. And I think that's where people get really confused. They're trying to shape their, you know, nutrition too much, but it needs to suit their lifestyle. So I guess with that, the key um, systems are going to need to be enjoyment in what you're actually doing to begin with and understanding yeah. why you're doing the parts, but knowing, you know, how to do the fun parts in life too. And this is why I mm. use an 80-20 method with my work where we focus on the soul food and knowing how to have that because that's not bad. It's not bad to go no. out for tea. That's a part of the lifestyle. And I think that's where, you know, yeah. people get really confused that, that's out of bounds in a weight loss phase, but knowing how to incorporate it would be, you know, opening the key for that long-term success in that. So I think that's one of the big parts in that is knowing how to do the fun 20% without yeah. allowing them to snowball. Because often I think where sometimes people do go wrong is the 20% end up being a bad day that ends up being a bad week and I'll just wait till next week on Monday to start again yeah. rather than just incorporating that small habit in and knowing what to do around it yeah. <laughs> is that key yeah. so I think probably in sustainability it becomes how I like to actually say it is not slashing the tires so essentially what people do is they'll have one less nutritious meal and then all done, like jumping out the car, slashing their other three tires, rather than just fixing that tire and jumping back in and driving on. Um, so that's really yeah. how I like to, you know, talk about sustainability. But I think the biggest yeah. second key in it is having an extra strategy of the weight loss phase, because the weight loss phase is actually a very short lived phase where I see lots of people yeah. tend to go wrong. Um, you know, maybe before they've done work with me or a professional, maybe they actually try and allow the weight loss phase to become their whole life. And 
They yeah. never know how to go into a maintaining phase and maintain the habits they've mm-hmm. actually worked on and achieved. And I think that is really that key difference. Yeah, I think that's the crucial aspect right there because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone does that real crazy thing for two, three weeks, whatever it is. And then they're like, okay, now I'm going to go back to normal. But I think working with a professional like yourself, you educate them on what their normal is. You know, you educate them on how to maintain, how to integrate all the things that they love and create a healthy lifestyle and maintain that weight loss. You know, it's not always I need to lose, I need to lose. It's sometimes I just need to sustain and, and create sustainability for my future. So, yeah, and I think knowing when to pull aspect. back on it as well, I think is really important. Yeah. Um, like, people never like some people never want to go into that maintenance phase but it's it's almost needed like you need to have time off to give your fat loss hormones time to replenish and, and just to have a break yeah. but also that mindset because otherwise that's when that complacency you know can come in mm-hmm. the sabotaging because we get you know over always being in that phase and then yeah. most key part is obviously knowing how to maintain the habits that have been achieved yeah yeah amazing so there are of course many approaches to weight loss but Mm -hmm. what have you found to be the most successful and what should people be doing when they first start out on a weight loss journey yeah because there's so many fads so many (laughs) and I think like when we really look at the way to lose body weight there's one way to lose body weight (laughs) like you have to be eating in a calorie deficit for your body like that is how you would essentially be losing body weight whether that's done with you know the the fads or whatnot or it's done by creating that energy output with exercise or whatnot that's the way to lose body weight so when I guess we look at that and we break it down the most effective way is if it's actually tailored to your body (laughs) then it's going to be a lot easier and that's why I really work I work with um, my clients energy balances because I find Mm -hmm. it a very effective way for them to be able to eat as much as they possibly can in a weight loss phase but then also to know exactly how we're going to get them into a maintaining phase yeah so So when you say it's tailored to their body what exactly Mm -hmm. do you mean by that so like their lifestyle factors, for example, age. Um, so looking at like yeah. everything that they're doing and bringing in all of that information. And I think that's probably the biggest key. Like there's not one number that that suits all. Like, you know, my body needs are going to be different to yours and they're going to depend on what I'm doing in my day. And, and even it goes down to some of the past diets we've done as well in the past. So there's so many considerations, you know, that, that come into that. Um, and I think that's, sometimes maybe where people do get really confused is, oh, but this diet worked for this this person, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. work for me. Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest ones as well. Yeah, and, you know, nutrition is not a one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. No matter what your goal is, no matter if it's weight loss or it's, you know, balancing hormones or you, no matter what look you're taking with your nutrition, you know, what your approach is, it's always going to be different for for every single person because like you said we all have different you know we all lead different lives we all need Absolutely. different energies we all have different backgrounds as well and, and there's so many part things of that, that is, you know like this is why I do like most like all my works are one-on-one sort of situation mm-hmm. because yeah. it even comes down to like um peer influences like family influences like obviously the work and uh, and whatnot I do with a mum is going to be different to you know um someone of a different age group for example so I think that that's why it's so important as well to have 
you know, that flexibility. And also then it to, to be successful, it needs to be simplistic at the end of the day. Yeah. So we need to know how to yeah. factor in harder weeks, busy weeks, and how to have meals and whatnot that we have on autopilot yeah. for those times. Amazing. So I guess, you know, the answer to the question of where to start when you're on your weight loss journey is find something that works for you. Find something that works for all aspects of your life and don't focus on what the person next to you is doing. Absolutely. And look, do your your research as well. Like obviously like look look into, you know, like what are the lifestyle factors that are going to be considered, et cetera, because that's Mm -hmm. obviously how we're going to have that that maintaining. And I think maybe flipping your mindset from – not what's going to get me the quickest results, but how can I maintain the results that I'm actually achieving and enjoy the process and the food I'm eating so there's no stop and start? Because I think looking at a real quick approach, there's always going to be a stop and start. But looking at how, oh, okay, I can suddenly factor in going out for dinner. Cool. I'm never going to need a stop and start every weekend again. So they're probably the biggest, Mm -hmm. you know, parts um and small habits i think the in answer to that question as well what i see too many people try and do is oh i want to lose weight okay i'm gonna go to the gym every single day i'm gonna do all of these big extravagant things when the the simplicity yeah it should be very small tick off those habits the next week add another little habit and work in the order of what's actually going to hold the highest importance That is so, I love that you have brought that up because I find that, you know, we get in, we all do it, whether it's we're starting a new journey, no matter what it could be, I feel like you get this surge of motivation and you think everything needs to change and you go so hard for a week and then you get to the end of the week and you're completely exhausted and then you just go back to how things were and it's like, Of course, that's amazing that you are excited and you're ready and you're motivated, but how can you spread that out? That approach of doing all or nothing, it actually doesn't work. All or nothing, especially in weight loss, doesn't work. Absolutely. I actually get so many questions pop up in my my DMs like, oh, how much exercise Mm -hmm. should I do for weight loss or whatnot? And my answer is always, what can you sustain? Like, what can you maintain ongoing, not just past this short phase? Yeah. Because that's, there's your answer. And what do you enjoy? Yeah. Because yeah. whatever you enjoy is what you're going to be able to maintain. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think one of the biggest questions that I get in terms of weight loss, which I think you're going to be a great person to answer, is why do people find it so hard to shift those last few kilos? You know, they've gone on their journey. They've, you know, lost five kilos, but they want to lose eight and they just can't seem to shift those last two. And then I think a lot of people just start eating less and then it gets worse. So why is that and what should and shouldn't they be doing at that moment? Yeah, and I guess there's so many, you know, points that would come into a question like this. And it would be like how long they've also been in the weight loss phase. So obviously, you know, if it's been an extended period of time, maybe they're actually due to take their foot off of the accelerator and focus on maintaining Mm. just to give their body that reset time so then they can fully jump back in as well. Um, Obviously as well, like the longer we've been in that phase, you know, the body's adapting to that deficit that we're using over that time. So something's Mm. going to have to change to further it. Um, But obviously, you know, sometimes we can get in a bit of our comfort point where we're like, oh, we don't want to go any lower. We don't want to up our exercise. So the body just naturally is going to merge and stay at that point until something changes. 
Um, mm. So I think it's probably a, a very big question, but I think yeah. the answer would, you know, come from a few different areas. And I think it would absolutely be maybe the time that's already been spent in the deficit, the body adapting yeah. to that deficit and things needing to be shaken up a little bit and tweaked, which is why I love working mm. with like the energy balance because we can see exactly yeah. where, where that is. Um, and we don't have to work in a restrictive way with that. Um, Mm. and then, you know, knowing that I think the next biggest thing where people get so confused is they have this weight loss goal and they think they need to lose it all in one big fast swoop in one sitting where realistically it's far more effective to do periods of sustainable weight loss, periods of maintaining, periods of weight loss, periods of maintaining and work in that strategy. If you were always starting in the weight loss phase and you were maintaining the results you achieved the first time, far more effective strategy than trying to can just stay in that phase and not actually getting anywhere and having that deflation. I love that. And it's so great that you're sharing that message because I think it's really hard these days, especially if with social media, to not get caught up in mm. those quick weight loss scams, you know, lose 10 kilos in three weeks and all this stuff. And I think what you're doing is you're kind of breaking that mold in a sense that you're saying you can lose weight and weight loss is normal, a normal thing to do, mm. but it shouldn't be excessive all at once you have to maintain it you have to do it gradually and you know I think that is so important because you know this constant yo-yo dieting it's not getting anyone anywhere absolutely and the reason that I love the, the approach that I do use with my clients is because when we go into that maintaining point they have that time to then practice that before the next phase and mm-hmm. that's something they've never learned before so but it also mm-hmm. gives their their body that time to oh, this is my new normal and they're actually in that phase before they jump to the next phase. And I think as well it gives them so much confidence that they've finally learned a system that they know actually how to maintain the weight that they've lost. So I think yeah. really and it's really giving them the power, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, you're giving them the power and the Absolutely. education. Yep, yep. So yeah. some of my largest lost clients, like I've had clients that have lost over 40 kilos and that's the exact strategy we've we've used to get to that point is giving yeah. them time off of the weight loss phase in between just to and the best part about it is it builds and it builds their metabolic rate back up okay so essentially then they're not always going lower so they're actually losing weight eating more food yeah oh that's great that's what we all want (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah (laughs) so what do you think is the hardest challenge um that you see in terms of weight loss and how do you get your clients to overcome that the hardest challenge um I, I honestly believe that we're in a bit of a, a world at the moment and I think it's probably, you know, the stigma that's created that people do mm. want them real quick, fast results. Yeah. And mm. I think, like, obviously considering considering that, like, to, to have them results, it's either going to be a steeper deficit or you're going to be going without. So we have that way mm. up. And as I always say to my clients, like, Every week when, you know, they're checking in with me, it's always the way up is, is it worth this beautiful, sustainable 600 grams a week or, you know, dropping it so that then we're running that risk of restriction and we've got that way up. So I think mm-hmm. slow, so steady, it's like sustainable is absolutely the key. But I think where I think that confusion and problem lies is people are really jumping in sometimes and wanting that, you know, that mm-hmm. quick 
and they really are stuck in the mindset of less is best. Um, yeah. When in reality, if we actually look at it, we want to be eating as much as we can and losing weight because yeah. therefore it's going to be a long-lived process rather than a few-week, you know, quick fat. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest misconception when it comes to weight loss? That, that you're constantly educating your clients. People have to be like, I think people think, and then the clients before they start with me, they always say, I was scared I was going to be hungry. I can't believe how big these yeah. meals are. Um, I think they think they have to be hungry. And I think this is where yeah. that key education comes in, learning how to use the low energy dense ingredients and volumizing the meals to get that society and then incorporating that protein for their body into that meal as well and knowing how to do that so they're full. Because at the end of the day, if we're satisfied, we're not going to be, you know, a snacky and cravy and looking to, you know, cheat on what we're doing because we're satisfied to begin with. So I think where maybe that. people go wrong is they try and have boring, bland, small little meals with no flavour. And, of course, they're going to be bored <sighs> and they're going to want to be eating the chocolate. That's just, you yeah. know, how we work. Um, so I think yeah. that's probably, yeah, where people maybe go wrong or, or yeah, try and cut out your favourite food. Well, it just comes back to the fact that, you know, the good old saying, healthy eating is so boring and it's like not do you know what like all food is healthy in the right amount so oh, that's so not boring because you can still yeah. have all of these beautiful foods that are cooked and prepared in certain ways Absolutely. That and, so and much even flavor the, and deliciousness. with that one of the first things within the mindset i try and work on with my clients is there's actually no good or bad food like food is food at the yeah. end of the day food is yeah, food right. there's food with high nutrients yeah. and there's food with less mm -hmm. nutrients so it's not like that mcdonald's yeah. is bad for us or it's bad it just has mm. less nutrients and it's not going yeah. to fill us up as much so therefore we're going to actually be hungry later on and we're going to want to eat more so we'd have to yeah. eat far more mcdonald's burgers than we could you know with a big volumized yeah. meal and then we run the risk of obviously going over our energy needs yeah absolutely so if someone is wanting to lose weight, why mm -hmm. should they avoid a quick fix detox or a fad diet? And what impacts do these sort of fads and quick fixes have on your health in the long run? Mm, good question. Um, and I guess it's, you know, like, are they looking to maintain their weight ongoing? It's the first question. Because if they mm -hmm. are, <laughs> then the answer would be run as fast as you can away from them fads. Um, but yeah. I think the real key and why is because the fads essentially, you know, they're still using, trying to push you into a calorie deficit. All right. And yeah. if that calorie deficit is too low for your body's energy needs, or, you know, just too low in general, depending on how long you're in that space, you run the risk of your body adapting to that. Okay. And then mm -hmm. Where we get with that is if your body adapts to that, the only way you're going to be able to lose body weight in the future is eating less than that. And that's how people just mm. get stuck in the cycle of having to eat less and less. And then suddenly the minute they eat over that, they're gaining body weight. Or obviously the minute that they realize it's not sustainable and they go back to their normal eating, it's obviously changing their energy, energy needs and then that's mm. how they would gain their body weight. Oh, I love that breakdown. Mm. That is great because I feel like, you know, you've explained it in such a great way to understand long term. And I think, 
you know, when it comes to our body and our health and the way we look, I think everyone wants something instantly. We all want instant gratification. Instant gratification. We all want instant results. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the world we, we want it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So I think the way that you've explained it in the energy sense is is great. And I hope people will take that from this episode and be like, ah, that's why it gets harder and harder Absolutely. every time. I, I want to be yeah 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 so and it can almost be the case that like sometimes where people get some like confused as well is sometimes mm-hmm. the diet that once worked for them won't work again because their yeah. energy needs have changed from using the diet the first time and they've yeah. never gone back to their bodies maintaining like metabolism yeah. for example so the same diet's never going to work again and Amazing. i think that's where people yeah. get confused like oh but yeah. the, this diet worked for me a few years ago why isn't it working now so many factors in their lifestyle have changed in that time as well amazing so if you could summarize weight loss like as in if you could give someone three steps to Mm -hmm. start their weight loss journey what's what would those three steps be just for someone listening and they're like yeah i need to start i want to lose weight what are the three first things i should do Okay, number one, try and include some protein in your breakfast, lunch, and dinner because it's going to keep us satisfied, full, and there's going to be less chance that you're going to be overeating in other meals. Number two, volumize your meals. (laughs) So try and get as much volume-loaded ingredients into them as possible. So whether that is like, you know, some roasted pumpkin or chickpeas or um, whatever sort of salad ingredients you can throw in, um, absolutely key and do not be as scared to put some dressing and flavor in that if it's going to allow you to eat that big volumized meal um yeah. and number three learn an 80 20 strategy so learn how you can incorporate you know these weekend events or these these points that start you over so you suddenly have this sustainable long-term approach and you're not constantly that hamster in that wheel in that fad diet start over every monday routine um, I think that's probably absolutely key. And, and look at the week in the weekly view. So, for example, like if we have three main meals every day, you know, over a week we're looking at 21 main meals. Yeah. Um, don't let the two times you're dining out snow, like don't let that be the, the break for the 19 other times you can control what you're doing. So control yeah. the other ones, enjoy the two that you're dining out and mm. and then look at the percentage of what is actually in your control. Amazing. Amazing. You are so, this is like your niche. You're so knowledgeable. I love picking your brain about this, but now that we'll kind of move on from the weight loss, it's still very relevant to body confidence because I think, Mm. you know, body confidence and the way we look at our body, the way we love who we are and what our body can do plays a huge role in how we feel and the choices that we make. You know, I, eat good food because I love my body. When I don't love my body and I'm going through a really shitty time and I'm in my head, that's when I'm usually pigging out and I'm eating foods that make my gut really unhappy and I don't feel Even just to like tie it into what we're talking about, I think this is the area why I love and I specialize in weight loss so much, not because of, you know, the weight loss, but the confidence that it allows my women clients to have at the other end of it. So it's the weight loss sometimes that is holding them back or they don't feel good in their clothes. And I think that is probably a very high linkage to this part as well. 
So then what are your biggest tips on building that body confidence? Where do we start? Mm. You know, if I'm someone who I look in the mirror, I hate what's looking back at me. I'm feeling really, really down about who I am, what I have to offer. How do I start to build that up? Because it's hard. Absolutely. And I think like it all does start within the mindset and that that inner work that um, at the end of the day, sometimes I think we can't see that. I always, you know, with clients who just have no idea where to start before they're starting a journey, sometimes we can't see the whole staircase like in, in yeah. a scenario like this, but we just need to be able to take that first step and know where we're moving in that way to get, get to that point. So I think some really big parts about, you know, coming into this confidence is, you know, just being okay with what you're doing and knowing what you're doing is going to get you to that that long end, but having the small little daily habits. Yeah. And I really like to work on non-negotiables with my clients and them yeah. setting small little daily tasks that allow them to feel in this way and, and taking note of how they feel when they do them tasks and what ones actually are giving them, them that confidence or that feeling yeah. back because confidence is almost like... Um, you know like an emotion almost like we mm. we feel confident when we're doing different things or when we feel in, in yeah. a way or with how yeah. our clothes fit as an example like it's almost that emotion so I think within yeah. that that growth mindset links very much in that and it's how we talk mm. to ourselves as well at the end of the day like yeah. of course if we're talking in a negative mindset and 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 whatnot to ourselves and that's exactly how we're going to feel and I think really reflipping that and, and doing the inner mindset work on that as yeah. well which I actually link this part into the work I do with my clients because it's a yeah. huge part it, the mindset the mindset is a humongous part of that long-term behavior change so I think it's yeah. all about how you're talking to yourself. The journaling as well can be really supportive mm-hmm. for clients yeah. who, are, who are really just like needing to get the thoughts that are so negative out of their head onto paper and having like almost like a burn book for that too. Yeah, amazing. I'm glad you've mentioned journaling because it's, yeah, I think that's always something I, you know, I recommend to everyone to start, you know, when you're feeling low, when you're in your head, when you're not loving what's looking back at you, you know, start writing about it, start getting those thoughts and actually looking at it on paper. I find that you will read it back and you'll be like, I am so mean, like I am being so nasty. And sometimes that is that step for change. That is that one little thing and, you know, write it, burn it, let it go, you know, get rid of those thoughts. But as well as journaling, what are those other non-negotiables that you spoke about? And it's some so, examples. I mean, like in the non-negotiables, like um, I like to look at confidence, like there's a confidence um circle for example so I think that when we look at it confidence we're we're looking at like for example like our self-love and our self-care and having clear boundaries within within ourselves Mm -hmm. or within others or you know what we're doing and having them boundaries but also like at the end of the day like having that decision making having that self-care time self-love time um Mm -hmm. and then setting the non-negotiables that allow us to be able to to work on that confidence um, throughout the process. Yeah. Amazing. So I guess what you're saying is making it make it work for you. You know, Absolutely. figure out and, what you want to have goals and plans for you, and mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, be productive in that, and and continue to yeah. revise that. But I mean, at the end of the yeah. the day, like I think as well, like the non-negotiables are the things that you do every day, regardless. Yeah. 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 
And I think and that that's yeah. keep yourself accountable. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like self love and self care and boundaries that comes in really deeply to that. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, like having that fulfillment in whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and whatever system you're using, um, is is one of the most important parts as well. Amazing. Uh, this has been such a great episode. Honestly, I'm very grateful for your time. I feel like I've learned so much from you as well. And, you know, I feel like it's so refreshing to have such a holistic and sustainable approach to losing weight and bettering your body in a way that works for you, a way that is going to benefit your future in the long run. So thank you for jumping on yes, and sharing so all of that. Where can everyone come and find you? They can find me on Instagram. So Cinderfit Nutrition is my handle. Um, and there are so many volume-filled recipes on there, rich with protein, that I'm sure they'll absolutely love. So they can try some food. Yeah, go check her out. She's amazing on the social. She posts the most awesome videos and recipes and, and weight loss tips. So if you're not already following Lucinda, make sure to go check her out. But thank you again for your time today. I really appreciate so you. Thank you guys so me. much for listening. Of course. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. All the details will be in the show notes, but I can't wait to see you back here for another mood boosting episode. If you loved this episode, make sure to share it on your socials and leave us a nice review. Love you guys. Bye.